the Bible's next to you. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moria. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the city, cities of your enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. This is the word of the Lord. Well, James, can I invite you up? Uh, James has been um, part of our church now for how long? Nearly eight years now. Nearly eight years. And so it's great to have you. As, you, you lead our 20s and 30s work of the groups, kind of. More students now. More students now. And yeah. uh, I had a great privilege of hearing James um, speak at the weekend away uh, a while ago. And I invite you because I just felt that you had something of God in you in terms of being able to communicate the truth of God's word in a very honest and open way. And so really looking forward to hearing you share tonight from God's word and I'm going to pray for you before we begin. Lord I just want to thank you for James. Lord thank you for all that you've done in his life. Thank you for saving him. Thank you for calling him to yourself. Thank you for ministering through him to many. And Lord we pray for your blessing upon him and that you might speak through him this evening to instruct us, to teach us about yourself and to cause our hearts to worship you afresh. Amen. Thank you, Jet. Thank you, Jamie, for reading the words this evening. Um, maybe go down a little bit, please, Nigel. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so, 
you uh, are going to be blessed with a two-for-one, I think, um, having uh, taken on board a lesson from this morning, or this evening, uh, of reading your emails. You're going to hear a, a, a tes- um, testimony from me this evening on this passage, and you will be blessed to hear the same thing from Jit next week, um, but a, a different message. Um, so I do truly believe that in spite of our flaws that God can bring glory. In fact, it says in his word that uh, out of our weakness, his uh, glory comes forth. So um, I'd like if you could keep your Bibles open at this passage, because I'm going to refer to it as we go through. Um, this, this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, and also one of the passages I find the most challenging uh, in terms of our own relationship and attitude towards God. So, verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. God calls Abraham. He immediately responds with a servant-like attitude. Here I am. He could have been in the middle of doing anything when God called him, but he doesn't delay in responding, nor does he say, just a minute, Lord, or not right now, Lord. No, his response is immediate and with an evident readiness to serve. How do we respond when God calls us? Are we always ready to respond, even when the time is inconvenient? I know for myself... Most, my most common uh, immediate response is, really, Lord, right now? But Abraham sets this very ch- challenging example to follow. Immediate and, ready to, uh, immediate and ready response and readiness to serve. Even in the absence of knowing what God's calling him to do. If we move on to verse 2. Uh, then God said... Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So the Lord refers here to Isaac as Abraham's one and only son. In fact, um, Abraham gave birth to another son, Ishmael, before Isaac. Uh, But God very deliberately, I believe, chooses these words as his one and only son. This is the only son that God, uh, that Abraham has um, brought forth through his uh, wife, Sarah, and through the woman who uh, God promised um, his provision through. Isaac is therefore also God's chosen line to fulfill his promise to Abraham, making him a great nation and blessing those who bless Abraham. From God making this promise, though, he and Sarah had to wait a full 30 years and till over they were, uh, till they were over 30, 90 years old to see this promise being fulfilled through Isaac's birth. Having cast out Hagar and Ishmael, Isaac was their only worldly provision in their old age. So in Eastern cultures, even today, you find that a lot of uh, emphasis, and even in, in our culture here, is placed on the uh, child, making sure that they support the, the uh, parents in their older age. And this would have been very much the case in, in this story. 
So despite this time that God had made the couple wait, made Abraham wait for Isaac, and despite this dependence on him for their provision, God calls Abraham to sacrifice his precious son on Mount Moriah. Abraham stands to lose everything, everything he values, not only the provision for his material needs, but also the path to the fulfillment of God's promise. However, God calls the, places this call on Abraham, knowing better than anyone, Abraham's faith. Abraham has demonstrated his faith a number of times before this passage, and each time he has been required to make greater and greater steps of faith. This situation, though, is really the pinnacle of God's call on his faith. Um, But God knows that he's not testing Abraham beyond the means of his faith, and he makes a similar promise to us in 1 Corinthians 10.13. So how does Abraham respond to this call? Let's read on. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. So just as when God first calls to Abraham, he's immediate in his response. His response to his second request is also immediate and servant-hearted. The first thing he does next day is to saddle up the donkey and to set out for Mount Moriah, where God designated for the sacrifice to take place. How do we respond when God calls us to sacrifice for him? If you think that a sacrifice is always going to mean giving up something of value to us, um, this may be a, a relationship with a friend or family member. It may be something you own. It may even be laying down our pride to forgive someone for something they've done unto us. Perhaps even knowing that they'll do the same again. Whatever it is, it will always be a cost to us. For me, I uh, recall... Uh, a trivial example, nothing to compare with uh, Abraham's situation. But short, uh, prior to becoming Christian, I'd collected quite a mass of secular music, um, uh, most of which had some, um, some themes in it which were uh, against God, against Christ, and some which were more obviously against God and Christ. Um, those of you who know your heavy metal can probably guess which artists that might refer to. And on following Christ, accepting his call on my life, I felt a call to remove this, um, this log in my eye from, from my life. Um, but I was very reluctant. Um, not only were these my prized possessions and my big collection of CDs, um, but... I'd gained entertainment out of these. Um, so I was, I was very reluctant. But I felt God pressing on me to, to, to take this step, uh, that it would always be a, a barrier for me. And so I, I did eventually take them, take them away with some encouragement. And having removed them from my life, not only did I remove this barrier between God and myself, um, but my relationship with him deepened greatly. We were formed to worship God, and anything that comes in the way of that will leave us 
hungry and dissatisfied. For Abraham, God's call on him meant giving up the most precious worldly inheritance to him, his son, his one and only son. And unlike me with, with my CDs, Abraham is ready to do it immediately. He doesn't hesitate. Not only does Abraham step out obedient and ready to serve, but as he honors God's command, so do Isaac and his servants. Not one of them hesitates or shows reluctance or even questions Abraham's actions. They just follow him obediently, just as he has obediently followed God's command to him. So reading on, we see... On the third day, God, uh, on the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship you, and we will worship, and then we'll come back to you." So I've talked about my giving up of the CDs, and all, each one of us will have had to have given something up to uh, follow Christ. How have we come to that? I know I was reluctant. And even when I gave them, I, was, I had regrets in my mind. And, you know, was this the right decision? Should I have done it? How does Abraham respond? Well, Abraham, he's going in with a heart of worship. He says, we will worship and then we will come back to you. Even knowing he's going to give his boy, we will worship Not only is he ready to obey God's command, but he is ready to do it willingly and with a thankful and worshipful heart. When God is calling you to sacrifice something, are you ready to do it with a worshipful heart? Not just doing it because you feel you have to, but because you want to deeply want to to honour God and please him. And if forgiving someone, do you do it with a deep longing, uh, true love to your neighbour? So moving on, uh, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son on Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two, two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, uh, to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Isaac, having grown up as a Jew, would be um, well, well practiced in the, uh, the act of sacrifice and would know that it would involve some animal sacrifice. Abraham would have been aware of this. And... I wonder what was going through his mind as they were making the track to Mount Moriah and up it, how he thought Isaac might respond to this situation, whether he was prepared to respond to his question. I'm sure he would have had in his mind that Isaac would ask something of where the the sacrifice was coming from. Whether it was prepared or it was a reflex response, Abraham shows a deep trust and faith in God. He says, God himself will provide the lamb. God himself will provide the lamb. Though 
Abraham is very clear in his own minds that he has asked, uh, God has asked him to sacrifice Isaac. He also does not prevent God from lifting up an alternative sacrifice. Equally, his response also recognizes that Isaac himself is God's provision and not the result of any of Abraham or Sarah's efforts. He's at every step ready to give the glory to God. Are we also as ready to give God the glory for what he has provided? I know for myself, I can easily be tempted to take the praise on to myself when others thank me for some work God has done through me. However, on my better days, I try to remind myself and remind those around me to give thanks to God if something has God has done through me has blessed them in some way. This statement is also a very clear pointer towards Jesus. God will provide the lamb. His death on the cross was our lamb. It was our intercession, our atonement. A spotless, perfect lamb to overcome our sin and to, to re-establish the relationship with, us, with him. So Abraham is ready to make that ultimate sacrifice of his son. This is clearly a deep and heartfelt commitment to honouring God and obeying his commands. What is God's response? Well, let us read on. <coughs> when they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the, arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the woods. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up. And there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and not, have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offsprings all nations, all nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Bathsheba. And Abraham stayed in Bathsheba. So not only does God provide the lamb, as Abraham has stated, God also blesses Abraham. God declares, because you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. God is ever faithful in provision. But his faithfulness extends much beyond what any human example of faithfulness not only does he provide a replacement for Isaac, which he can justly demand, but God goes much further than this and blesses Abraham. Similarly for us today, not only has God provided his 
only Son, Jesus Christ, to stand in our place and receive the punishment due for our sins, but he also provides us a substantial blessing in the form of his Holy Spirit, our promised inheritance as his sons and daughters. What is God calling you to sacrifice at the moment, or do you anticipate him asking you to sacrifice in the future? Reflecting on this example of Abraham and how God provided in place of what was due to be sacrificed, and he further blessed Abraham for not withholding this precious inheritance, how will you respond to this call now? We are assured the Lord will provide and praise him that he is abundantly through his son Jesus Christ, as well as countless others, small and large in our day-to-day lives. Let me pray. Lord God, you provide, you provide both for our physical needs, our spiritual needs. You've provided the great interceder for our shortfalls through Jesus Christ. Lord, there are things of this world which are distractions from you, from a true, deep, meaningful and living relationship with you, Lord. You long only for, for the best for us. And Lord, I pray that whatever we might be holding on to, Lord, that might be creating a barrier between us and you, Lord, you would give us that strength, that trust, that obedience that Abraham shows so well in this passage, Lord, that we would grasp hold of the immense blessings you would give to us and we could only receive by focusing on you and putting you first. We ask these things in your name, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. James, thank you. Thank you for those challenging words. And uh, we're going to spend some time... Hi. 